This is the We Can Do Better podcast with Adam O'Leary, talking about Michigan's second Senate district, featuring stories from Detroit, Gross Point, Amtramic, Harper Woods, and Highland Park, told by the people doing the work, and myself, Senator Adam O'Leary. Hi, my name is Iman Terry. I am the executive director of the Huda Clinic. Um, I have my bachelor's in public health from Wayne State University, and I've been involved with Huda for over a year now, since February of 2018. Um, I live in Dearborn. Um, I lived there all of my life, and I recently became in love with Detroit ever since starting at Wayne State, so it's been a great community to be a part of. Cool. Do you want to explain what Huda is? I, I think people won't know that it's an acronym and it means something in Arabic. Um, the Huda Clinic stands for Health Unit on Davison Avenue. Uh, it mean, Huda means guidance in Arabic. Uh, we were located on the Davison Avenue, but now we're just on Woodrow Wilson, so it's just across the street. Um, Huda started in 2004, just out of the Muslim Community Center, which is on Davison. Mm -hmm. We started off in a one-room building. Um, we had, like, I think one triage room, one waiting room. Um, and it was just like a once-a-month type clinic. Um, fast forward, let's see, 2004-2012, that's like eight years. When did you start? 2004. All right, so it's 2019, so 15 years? Yeah, so we've been operating for 15 years now, but in 2012 is when we moved into our new facility. Uh, the patient volume we've had was just too much that we couldn't just continue it. How many patients do you see a year? Um, this year we had a hundred, well, twelve hundred, over twelve hundred unduplicated patients. So um, you had twelve hundred unduplicated patients, and we serviced. We had three, thirty-two hundred, over thirty-two hundred services. See now, all our listeners are wondering what you do. So <laughs> you have a health clinic. It's a free clinic. Yes. It's what kind of services do you provide? What are so you doing over it's there? It's a free clinic for those that are uninsured or, or underinsured, um, eighteen and older. We provide primary care. We have dental care. We have vision care, we offer mental health services with psychiatrists on available, uh, we offer podiatry, physical therapy, cardiology, and then we have a bunch of other specialty services that we offer. We love to get out in the community, so we have many community events throughout the year. And then our most favorite community project is our urban garden, which is located just less than 100 feet away from our clinic. All right, so you're telling me you have a free clinic and you've got dental, You've got vision, yep. you've got psychiatry, you've got some other specialties. What, what other kind of things? Like you... endocrinology, pulmonology. I think you'll have to explain what some of those things are. <laughs> so endocrinology is a very popular service because a lot of the patients that we service have type 2 diabetes. Really? So endocrinology helps uh, moderate that. And type 2 diabetes is one of those illnesses that could have been prevented easily. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these patients, because they don't have access to health care, they don't, health isn't really on their, their top priority because they're going to have to pay out of pocket. So they usually seek health care when it is like at that last possible moment. Um, and then they are just diagnosed with illnesses that could have easily been prevented. And type 2 diabetes is one of those illnesses where if it isn't treated then or helped being prevented or monitored, then it can lead to coronary artery disease or you can get um, other types of illnesses and could ultimately lead to death. Wow. So you guys are doing God's work at the clinic. Yeah. Very literally, right? Pretty, yeah. So, how, you know, what, what can people do? Like, how do people get involved? What does your typical patient look like? Like, how does someone go from having no medical care to becoming one of your patients? 
Um, so I think Kota Clinic is, we haven't had much success in regards to PR, so it's just been word of mouth, mm -hmm. which over the years has helped tremendously. Um, but again, there are so many people that would be like, I wish I heard about this sooner. I think a lot of people get to Huda Clinic because they type the word free clinic in a Google search. <laughs> That's pretty much what comes up do for you, them. Do you guys have a website? Are you, do you yeah, pop we up? Have, we have a website, hudaclinic.org, and we have... Um, you got to spell Huda, so that's... H-U-D-A. Clinic? Clinic. All one word? G. Yep. So that's H-U-D-A clinic.org. Yep. And people could go there to sign up for an appointment. Is it walk-in? How do you get seen? So we do, we have walk-ins and appointments available. Saturday is just all walk-in. Mm -hmm. um, Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, we have um, walk-ins available, a limited basis. And then we have appointments on all of Wednesday. And then Tuesday and Thursday afternoon, we have appointments. I guess that's a good uh, place to, to go to. When is the clinic open? It's open on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, between 8.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Okay. And how do you run a free clinic with such a diversity of services? Are you paying folks? Are they volunteers? If so someone is interested little, in doing that, how do they get involved? We have a little mix of both. We like to um, encourage the future generation of healthcare providers to be involved. So we have a lot of undergrad or graduate students that are go, trying to go into medical school mm -hmm. or they're trying to become a physician assistant or a nurse practitioner or whatever healthcare provider field that they're interested in. So. What they do is they volunteer on a once a week basis and they are typically our medical assistant and they are our volunteer and they are what help run our clinic. So they also manage our front desk. They also help run the pharmacy, counting you know, the pills. Well, we don't really have a pharmacy. We just have <laughs> a place where we keep our medications because we also do provide free medications to our patients. Well, I think you're probably going to get an inflow of folks if you're saying not only can they get free care, but also their prescriptions, you know, filled to the best of your ability. Yeah. Um, and our student volunteers are what pretty much help run our clinic. Uh, we have an amazing clinic manager named Tracy. She's the one that keeps everything in order. Our schedule gets pretty chaotic because we have so many different people interested in volunteering with different specialties. So, you know, organizing that is, is a task within itself. We have a RN that is on our staff. She's there every every day that the clinic's open. Mm -hmm. She's the one that's making sure all the patient's needs are met. Um, we do have a small clinical staff that we pay, physician assistant um, and a nurse practitioner, and those are just to help sustain the clinic's operations. Mm -hmm. um, all of our doctors are volunteers, so we have a group of about 50 to 60 doctors who volunteer. Wait, wait, wait. Say it again. You have how many doctors that volunteer? About 50, 50 to 60 doctors that volunteer. They just rotate throughout the year. It's not like they're coming in every day. Y'all. That's still pretty them. impressive. And do these services, are they all performed at the Huda Clinic or yes. are they performed at those individual doctor's offices? There are a few that are performed at their individual doctor's offices. That's just because they have better equipment than we mm -hmm. would have. They would be able to better treat the patient at their clinic, but that would, the patient would have to come through Huda first before getting those services. And all those will, so they're considered like pro bono services, but right. just offsite. And so when someone comes in with no insurance or, or underinsured, how does that process work for them getting involved? Um, so we recently started a partnership with Authority Health, mm -hmm. um, and they've been sending a Medicaid navigator uh, every other, well, second Wednesday of each month. Um, her name is Cheryl. She's been amazing. She comes in, and we get on the schedule patients that need 
Medicaid and mm-hmm. she helps get them enrolled in Medicaid. So it's not just like we're trying to see patients. We need to make, we want to make sure that they are getting the best possible care that they possibly can. While we do offer the best possible care we can, they can get more care if they had Medicaid and were able to go to a doctor's office and, you know, have better health, there's better health outcomes that way. It sounds pretty amazing. So not only can someone get treatment when they come, but if they're eligible for more coverage, you help them get that coverage. Yep. So how did the how did the Huda Clinic get started? Who whose vision was this? How did this happen? I, it was a group of doctors and uh, community members that we used to volunteer at the Muslim Center. I guess they started off uh, getting involved with the soup kitchen that they mm-hmm. have every Thursday and Saturday, which they still do have mm-hmm. that available. Um, and I think they they began to see the need. So they wanted to start off small. They started off they they rented out the room upstairs to start off. Um, and I think one of the doctors told me that he would just go to different doctor's offices and ask them for their uh, their samples of medications, right. and that's and they were just getting uh, donations that way, different medical supplies, and that's what they were offering was just strictly primary care. I think it was just like health screenings. It wasn't really like monitoring the patient's health because, especially with samples, you can't really monitor that patient's health. So. Right. Started off that way, and then they started to do fundraisers to raise more money to be able to offer better services and mm-hmm. have better equipment available and more medications available to the patients. So they started off small, and it was just a vision of just getting them to know what their health outcome, their health statuses were, um, to actually like developing point of care and proceeding that way. And so you're talking a little bit about health statuses. What kind of um, screenings do you like? What can people come in and do from a testing standpoint? So now we're offering pretty much what a normal like health screening would be um, at a doctor's office, like a, a basic physical that they would offer at a doctor's office. Um, special thank you to St. Joseph's because they provide our lab work pro bono, so that definitely helps us figure out um, what's going on with the patient. Uh, a lot of the clinicians that volunteer at Huda, they say that they they go back to their days of medical school because they have to. <laughs> they don't have that fancy equipment at Huda, so they right. have to actually think clinically, um, which is which is pretty nice because I think everyone's just used to uh, all this technology and yeah. it pretty much tells them what to do. Um, but we do so that when a new patient would come in, they typically come in with a certain concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I have a runny nose, or my throat is hurting me. Uh, going through all the tests, you know, testing for their blood their blood glucose and their blood pressure and the basic ones, and that's when we start to see that, okay, this patient's neglected their health for so many years. A lot of them will be like, I've never been to the doctor in five, 10 years, not caring about their health statuses, and then kind of leaving with like diagnoses that they weren't expecting. Right. Um, and that's just because of that negligence of their health. And that's not on their fault because, mm-hmm. you know, they have to make sure that they are, that probably isn't their priority. Social determinants of health is a very main component of everyone's um, health outcomes. So if you are working like 16 hours a day, you are worried about, are, is your house payment going to be paid on in time? Are you going to have electricity running, running water, that sort of thing? Uh, especially if you are a provider of a family, you're going to care about those kids and all those other things, and you're going to be the last person you care about. Um, so coming in for a runny nose or a, you know, sore throat or something like that, then then you begin to realize, okay, I need to take better care of my health. Um, and all the doctors that are, all the doctors and healthcare providers that we have at HUDA all understand the patients that we service. So 
Um, they spend a little extra time with our patients to make sure that they understand preventative aspects that they can take on, um, how to better their health outcomes with exercise or eating healthier diets. Um, so it's all about encouraging the patient because if a patient's coming in, their health outcomes aren't just going to stop there at Huda. They have to yeah. also be agents at their own home to kind of take ownership of their health as well. All right. So we always try and talk about a solution, right? So I think we spend a lot of time talking about some of the things that you are doing and what the problem is in the community. What's next? What can we be doing more? How can we help? Like what's, what's next for Huda? What's next for Huda? Um, hoping to expand with our specialty services. Okay. Um, I want to make sure that our pa- all of our patients need can be met at Huda. Um, also, you know, we are a free clinic. We are a nonprofit. So if you do want to get involved, there's always an opportunity to donate. Um, all of your donation, your donation would go towards Huda and mm-hmm. improving our services and providing healthcare to our patients. We've recently like have reached our limit with how many patients we can service. So we've been building extra rooms inside Huda just to you know, keep up with our patients. Can people come population. help with that? Like, can they come help with the construction process? Can they come volunteer? Like, if we have doctors or nurse practitioners or folks, I mean, what are the ways that people can get involved? Oh, and volunteering is definitely a main thing. On our website, uh, there is a volunteer tab, and there's an easy way to just apply online to volunteer. Um, definitely more volunteer practitioners, volunteer nurses, volunteer phlebotomists, whatever healthcare. Wait, what's a phlebotomist? <laughs> a phlebotomist is someone who draws blood. Oh. That's a basic term that you can describe that as. Yeah, sure, sure. Basic term for you. That's a lot of jargon on the podcast. <laughs> so, okay, so and, you've got that. What, what and we up? also have our urban garden. It's just We just had our uh, general farmers meeting this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so the garden is up and running, and you're, everyone's more than welcome to come volunteer, pick some weeds, grow some plants and flowers and trees, and uh, that is our, our most famous summer project. We oh, yeah? A lot of volunteers get involved there. That's cool. Transportation. Do people? How do people get to Huda? Um, we do have a grant right now with Community Foundation of Southeast Michigan, mm-hmm. and we do provide Uber and Lyft rides to our patients. And so do they get that ahead of time or is there like a voucher when you come in like how does it work so we we schedule that for the patient so they just have to let us know that they are in need of a ride and we can easily schedule that for them wow so i can come in well you could come in and get free care yep and travel uh to pick up so there's no reason not to get care and you get free produce from our garden Ooh, what are you growing um, I don't know that off the top of my mind, but pretty much everything. Um, the person who designed our garden is our physician assistant. Okay. Um, so he designed the garden based off of health outcomes. Mm. Um, so in a corner of the garden is for diabetic patients. One corner of the garden is for patients with anemia. One corner of the garden is for high blood pressure, hypertension. So it's produce that is proven to help those types of diseases um, and to better patients' health outcomes. So even the garden is a part of providing care. Yes. That's really cool. So is there you have any last words? Are there any other things that you want people to know about Huda or how we can be involved? Visit our website and check us out on What's social media. What's the website? www.hudaclinic.org. Huda is H-U-D-A. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Huda Clinic. 
um, get involved by donating and volunteering, you can get all that information on our website, www.hudaclinic.org. Huda is H-U-D-A. Follow us on social media at Huda Clinic on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can get better of an understanding of our community outreach events and get involved there. And on our website, you can learn more about how you can volunteer, whether it's our garden or at our clinic. Um, also, if you know someone that doesn't have insurance, let them know about Huda Clinic because we're ultimately there to serve as a safety net. Thanks, Ma. Thank you so much for coming out. And uh, we look forward me. to getting back over to Huda. <laughs> so we love having you there. Thank you. Thank you. This has been the We Can Do Better podcast with Senator Adam Olier. Thank you for listening to our guests as we talked about how we can do better.